back in the 80s, a band called Steel Eye Span, a bunch of guys, I believe they're all Londoners, all Cockneys, they released a song called Gaudete. Now, I think it's a bit of an old song. I don't think they wrote it, but it went to number one, and which is kind of funny. It's like this four-part old piece of music, and it's in Latin. When was the last time a Latin hymn got to number one? But it was really cool because all their Cockney accents were coming out, so it was all like... Gaudete, Gaudete, Christus est natus ex Maria Virginia, Gaudete. A really beautiful song, and it is about Gaudete Sunday. Now, if you've ever gone to Mass, you know, like the Sundays leading up to Christmas, or the Sundays of Lent, you might notice an unusual vestment is worn just on one Sunday of Advent and one Sunday of Lent because it is the pink vestment. Now, many priests will say it's not pink, it's salmon or it's, you know, rose. Okay, whatever. Uh, but it's unusual. So we have Leitare Sunday in Lent. We have that, of course, because it starts with L, like Lent. And we have Gaudete Sunday in Advent, which is the topic of this talk. So I'm not going to talk about Leitare. I also didn't research it. Gaudete is the Latin for joy, to rejoice. So it's in the context of Advent, which, as I think I told you in the other talk about Advent, it's a time actually of kind of penitential, at least that's what it was traditionally, preparing for Christmas. But it's almost like you can't contain your joy. The church is kind of giving expression to this. It's like, oh, Jesus is coming. And the kind of the church sort of freaks out and starts to rejoice, lets the, the, the joy slip a little early. It's like taking a peek at your first present. It's exactly what I wanted, that sort of a thing. So if the church is telling us to rejoice, do you ever have a, have a situation where like, someone's telling you, like let's say you're doing a, an event and people are like, okay, you have to you know, be really welcoming and happy and smile and you're just not there. Like, okay, uh, welcome, welcome, love you all. To tell somebody that they have to be joyful, joy is an emotion that's either there or it's not. I mean, you could fake it, right? It's like, oh, what does a joyful person do? You know, like a robot, you mechanically do it. But someone who's really got an experience of joy, it's just an overflow from the heart. It's an, a, a burst, it's a warmth, it's, a, it's just a beautiful experience for the person, but also for those around them. So to have the church tell us this, that's like a commandment and it gets worse. St. Paul is really clear. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And then he says, just in case you missed it, right after he says, Again, I say to you, rejoice. <laughs> so that's a commandment. So this isn't just Paul who just happened to say it to the Philippians. Yeah, you know, he's the apostle, one of the biggest apostles. That carries a lot of weight. But this is the word of God. So it's actually Jesus through his word, commanding us to rejoice. Do you feel any pressure right now? You're like, oh. Have you found in your walk following Jesus, you don't, you're not always the happiest? Have you ever looked at your friends who are not following Jesus and they're all partying hard and they kind of, you know, seem pretty happy and kind of go, what am I doing? Have you ha had that experience? Hopefully you haven't. Hopefully you're flying, but sometimes that can happen. You know, we go through peaks and troughs and peaks and troughs and you go and have an event or you go on a retreat and an experience with Jesus and it's like, oh, and the joy starts to overflow. And then regular life happens and it's a bit of a drudge. So on the bit of a drudge days, how do we maintain joy? What is that about? So I always was a bit confused and confused by this until I heard a talk. And in the talk, the, the speaker said, instead of thinking joy, think enjoy. Uh -huh. 
what is this? I say, well, enjoy obviously has the word joy in it. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's, that's perfect. And the whole, whole focus of, of that speaker was joy is about enjoying good things. So you can have this on the natural level, right? You enjoy nice food. You enjoy company that you enjoy. You enjoy maybe Christmas. Lots of people enjoy Advent, etc. Enjoying something is the act that we can choose in the presence and in the possession of a good thing, something we really love, that produces joy. So if you find yourself in the act of enjoying something, you are rejoicing. That's what it is. It's a little Catholic encyclopedia by Father Stravinskis. Thanks very much, Father Stravinskis. So joy, the pleasure, satisfaction, contentment, rest and happiness experience as a result of the possession of a basic human good. That's a lot of stuff in there, isn't it? Rest, contentment, satisfaction, happiness. Sounds kind of nice. Doesn't sound super hyper. Sometimes I think of joy as a bit almost like hyper. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. Because it doesn't have to be that. That's not what God is inviting you to. What he's inviting us to uh, in this Gaudete Sunday and as we move into the Christmas season is, is this beautiful, almost like a, a smoldering, burning joy in the heart and enjoyment and knowing that you possess not just basic human goods, like a roof over your head, please God, food on, on the table, etc., but the highest good. St. Francis of Assisi is considered one of the, the great saints of joy, one of the great joyful saints. If you've ever seen old movies about him, it's funny because they don't really capture the heart of it because, you know, they show his conversion and all that. And then, you know, brothers, guys start following him. And then there's like this band of brothers and they kind of travel around and they're just all so kind of cool and joyful and yay, everything's awesome. But it's like this empty fake thing because they don't really capture the heart of what it was. What was this good thing? What was the cause of his joy? Just to be joyful. You can't be joyful without something good that you are enjoying. And because those movies typically are fall so short of capturing that passionate love affair of Francis' heart with the heart of Jesus, it doesn't make sense. It's like hearing someone laugh and you don't know why they're laughing. It's just like, weird until you know the reason and then you join them and you can't help yourself laughing. And so too, when we see what it was that Francis had possession of and was the cause of his joy, then we can understand why he was the saint of great joy. Jesus is the source of every good, whether we see that or not, or understand how that's possible. And when we possess him, when we start to experience real touch of him in our spirit, not just thinking about him, not just looking at pictures about him, not even just receiving him in communion, because you can receive him in Holy Communion almost like he's a dead thing and you're a dead thing to him almost because, because we're not receiving him with living faith. But when we do connect with him in communion and in prayer with living faith, and he gives us the grace to actually experience him, and experience that contact, that union, it's like nothing else on the earth. It's what you were created for. It's a taste of heaven, and it is a sweetness that the earth cannot compare to. Recently, one of the brothers here in the house, Brother Angelo, prayed with a guy from our um, soup kitchen, you know, shared with him how he had you know, a conversion. And he said, you know, I walked in a church one day, I didn't even want to be there, and I just all of a sudden experienced God's love for me pour into my heart. And it was the most beautiful thing I'd ever experienced. And that's what led me to give my life to Jesus. And now I'm a friar. And the guy's response was, oh my gosh, I really could do with some of that. He's like, well, do you want to give it a go? 
The guy's like, yeah. So they go into the chapel. Brother Angelo prays with him for about five minutes. And Brother Angelo's like, oh my gosh, this is not working at all. Uh, you know, come Holy Spirit. He's got no ideas. No thoughts come to his mind. He feels totally like he's letting this guy down. And after five minutes, he said, the guy just sits back in his chair. And goes, wow, I've done a lot of drugs in my time, but I've never experienced anything like that. The world does not know the joy of Jesus. The world does not know that there is no high like the most high. He is the one true good. He is what your heart is longing for. And he's just waiting to unleash it in your heart. He's waiting for you to come to him regularly and ask him, ask him, ask him for more of his love. I love to pray every day. Jesus, give me the grace to let you love me. Jesus, give me the grace to let you love me. He is always pouring his love towards me, but I'm the one with the umbrella up and the factor 50, you know, some lock on and the weather coat on just in case some of his love might get in and I might be changed. I need his help to let down all that stuff and let him in, let his love in. When his love comes in and hits your spirit, hits your heart, you can't but be joyful. God bless you.